the year 2019 is coming to a close. So as we move into celebrating New Year's Eve, what does that make you think of? Fireworks! Pew, pew! And no, and no theme park fan thinks about fireworks without thinking about theme park fireworks. Am I right, guys? Yes. I don't watch any other fireworks. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about fireworks. What are they? Where are they? What do we think are the best shows? Where do we think you should watch the fireworks? I'm Cheryl. I'm Molly. And I'm Ashby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. your childhood relationship with fireworks oh we're getting deep it was this is the time when i can ride the barnstormer 500 times mm. in a row and not have to stop because oh, there oh. was no wait mm-hmm. wait so i have a question so cheryl because of your growing up in the central florida area did like your like first introduction to fireworks was it at a theme park i believe that is correct alex yes Mm. interesting <laughs> yeah Alex that's Trebek. um that's that's pretty lucky it yeah. wasn't bad i mean but then like you're too i'm so bougie with fireworks it's like ugh, <laughs> can't be bothered mm-hmm. i mean i'm that way as well and i grew up in missouri so <laughs> oh wow so both of you yeah how do I'm very snooty what? about Disney fireworks. Okay, if you're not a Disney goer from a young age, Ashby, what is your introduction to fireworks in the normal world? Mm-hmm. So it really was just like, typically it was 4th of July and it was like a local thing. Like, oh, you know, go to the fairgrounds or, because I grew up in like the Virginia, Maryland, West Virginia area. And so you could, like the big one was like, you could go to D.C., to see like a big professional fireworks display, but we never did that. Right. So it was like going to the local thing and then, you know, somehow there was a, a fireworks display that was done and they were good. Like I wouldn't say they were bad. Uh, they certainly weren't the best because now that I've seen, you know, <laughs> fireworks from don't, you know, parks and things across the, the world, uh, but that was my introduction. Like, that's what I knew fireworks to be. I didn't realize they were a thing that was done at the theme parks. Because even, like, going to uh, Bush Gardens in Williamsburg or King's Dominion in Virginia, th- there weren't fireworks. We didn't see fireworks there. So for it to be, like, a big theme park thing, that was, a, that was new to me when I went to Disney for the first time. I was very afraid of fireworks growing up. Mm. Like, they were... Uh, <laughs> wow. Something that has... I have not grown out of. Um, it was too loud. Too loud. <laughs> loud. It's too loud. Um, like I was, I think I was a, I was scared of them. I was really like startled by them, and they, they, they were just too loud. And I wasn't um, distracted enough by how pretty fireworks are to care, basically. Okay. Um, right. So I. I didn't like the same thing. I didn't like the 4th of July ones. I especially didn't like when it was just like in your neighborhood 4th of July shows. Because even at like 7, I was like, this is very dangerous, (laughs) guys. And then going to Disney World, I liked them more, but I was still scared of them. Um, And similarly, Cheryl, my family used firework time a lot to ride rides as well. 
because I because I was afraid of them. I think my mom was just like, okay, like haunted mansion, I guess. Yeah. But it worked out because the lines are shorter during fireworks. I feel like your family was like mine, where we were parades people. We were not fireworks people. Like if I had, we to were say- not parades. No, so you were neither. Except for <laughs> Spectro Magic, because I was obsessed. Well, same, yeah. Ashby, were you a parades family, a fireworks family, family, or a none of the above? Uh, so it's funny. The first time we came down, it was it was actually really like the only time like the family went on a trip it was my grandparents and me and my brother and so we we didn't really plan it out too good so it was like we hit the parks hard during the day and then by dinner time we're out <laughs> like we left yeah. we wanted nothing to do with the parks but we did like go through basically it was like we went through all of the nighttime show offerings and decided which one we wanted to do out of them just by reading a description we really didn't know anything else mm-hmm. about them and so we ended up doing Fantasmic, which technically I don't even know oh. is in this should be in this podcast tonight. Um, it is not on our official fireworks right? list. Yeah. But that's what we did because we just kind of read it and was like, oh, this seems like the one that has the most things in it versus like just being Fair. fireworks. It's a show. <laughs> that's um, accurate. But everything else, it was by the time we were at dinner, it was like, we're all exhausted. Let's go back to the hotel and have dinner and call it a day. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But we but, but uh, we did do the parades because we were in the parks during the day. So we did check out the yeah. parades. I don't think I started to enjoy fireworks till I was 19 years old. Wow. No joke. Late bloomer. When I, when I like, late, well, yeah, I mean, geez. But yeah, I, I think at that point I was like, okay, these are impressive. And at the same time, so call that like 2007, 2008, um, the technology was also, it was a whole new wave of firework shows technology. It was kind of the very, very beginning of some projection stuff, some more laser activity. Um, and as we'll discuss later, Magic Kingdom especially started to really like vary up the way, or the, the different firework shows. It wasn't just one show you've seen for 25 years. It was, um, they had a lot of different options. So all of that and the fact that I was a little bit of a late bloomer, that's when I kind of turned um, into a fireworks fan. Mm. I still don't like standing and waiting for them very much. Because it all has to be in like a central location now, which is the roughest part. But yeah. I am not a fireworks person. I think my attention span is that of like a cricket where it's like, great, I'm done. Uh, so, you know, I could watch the beginning of it and then I'd move along. So that's when the rides came into play for me. Do you guys have a favorite fireworks show right now before we kind of just go through and discuss them? Or a one from the past, any favorite fireworks? Oof. I have the hard-hitting questions tonight, yeah. and I'm just getting warmed up. I will say I do love Wishes. It feels very, like that was during my like college years when I was going to the parks a lot more, and whether or not mm-hmm. I was actually watching it, like the music was always playing, so like that part really I loved, and I love that. I My favorite thing about fireworks, weirdly, is the after-fireworks music, and that was with... Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes! I know exactly they, what you're talking about. Illuminations especially. Oh, for sure, but Ooh. remember when, I don't remember which celebration it was but they had the it was the corbin blue song and it was like the celebrate you celebration whatever they did they had that song after every single nighttime party at at each park so there was a epcot version there was a magic kingdom version there was the corbin blue version but it was fun to listen to those 
in the park at different times because you could tell they were definitely rethemed for the park they were at. So I really loved At Wishes. It would be like that song would play, and then I think it was Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elton John. Oh, interesting. So that made me happy. So for me, it would probably be Wishes, even though I recently saw Happily Ever After, and I cried, which I don't do, so. Oh, Cheryl, I'm so relieved to hear that. I cried. It might have been the experience, but I cried. One of the times I was visiting, I was like, I really, really want to see Happily Ever After, and you were like, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And so to hear that you finally saw it and you enjoyed it was that that really warms my cold dead heart over here. I'm really happy to hear it. Thank you. Ashby, what about you? Favorite fireworks show? Gosh, it's this is really tough. Uh, If we're just talking. You can have a couple of favorites. Fireworks alone. So we're not including Phantasmic in this, right? That's not a. No, correct. That is a nighttime spectacular. It's it's kind of a tie between Illuminations and Wishes. There was something about Wishes, I think kind of similar to what you're saying, Cheryl, where that was it was premiered when I was there for my college program, I think. Because that was 2003, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And so it was kind of like this fun, it just, it, 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 it was the tie-in, I think, to like the emotional state of things and just being at Disney, working there for the first time. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was that. There's a moment in the song that always made me tear up. And I'm and I. <laughs> the only way I could probably like do it is if I like sang the part. But do it. Um, Please, I was actually. Can someone? I want someone to sing um, part of the wishes I don't song. I think so. That's not gonna. We'll all close our eyes. What part, we'll look away. We'll close our if eyes. If you can tell me what part, I'll sing it for you. And Molly is, can cut so out your part. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's basically like where. The, the where the uh, oh god it's the part where um what's the name of the song is it um, wishes oh, I wish it. that part <laughs> but it's when it goes into the um it plays what's the song from uh, freaking Winnie the Pooh uh, have lumps and woozles no not oh. that. Uh, wait, is it Winnie the Pooh? No. Wait. I don't know. Those I was like, are the two songs the from Winnie the Pooh. The Heffalumps and Woozles used to play. No, that's not it. Hold on. I'm like completely very going. very slow. Slow, my slow, brain. slow. Hold on. I've got the song on my computer, so I'm actually going to listen to the part, and we're gonna, we'll are gonna come back to it. Perfect. In the meantime, Cheryl and I will just keep singing the little kid part of oh. Wishes. <laughs> oh, God. While you're looking this up, Ashby, um, it's funny that you guys both mentioned Wishes as this very like sentimental moment very emotional it always kind of like pulls you in and a lot of that probably has to do with some like coming of age stuff and the time we all spent um Shirley said you were in like high school college so you're kind of independent becoming yourself Ashby had just moved down there was his college program so there's definitely some sentimentality linked but wishes was intentionally designed to be a extremely sentimental show succeeded yeah. Like it, the score and the lyrics are meant to be like, remember when things were better. Because <laughs> like, they don't literally say that, but it was like designed to make everyone cry. And that was the, one of the, uh, it's actually the second time they did it in Disneyland first, but Magic Kingdom said, um, we want that as well. Like they really were like tugging on your heartstrings um, very intentionally. And I think, Especially people our age, if you were to ask um, what's their favorite fireworks, I'd say an overwhelming majority would probably say Wishes. 
Man, it worked. So, yeah. Success. Um, okay, I did find it. So yes. it's the reason I was saying. So here's my mental like breakdown was happening because one, I don't know why I said Winnie the Pooh because it's um, from uh, Aladdin. Uh, Pinocchio. Oh. Uh, when you wish upon a star. <laughs> so wish it. Okay. Uh, but so that it's was that very different. It start that's because so it starts off that way, and then Jiminy Cricket does his little narration. And then right mm-hmm. after that, it goes back into the, like, wishes, and then, like, just believe, and then it goes, like, and then it's, like, this crescendo into the beginning of When You Wish Upon a Star again, and it's when the big, giant fireworks go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every Ooh. time that would happen, it was just boom, like this, boom. ugh. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, it's mm-hmm. the blue fairy, and then it's like, boom, boom, the biggest yeah. <laughs> firework you've ever seen that, like, right. Sets all the car alarms off in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm listening to it right now, and I'm like, it's just this emotional like attachment. It's so great. Someone get the guy a tissue. <laughs> Molly, do you have a favorite fireworks show? Um, I'd say Illuminations was probably my favorite. Um, from that, I think what you guys are talking about from the emotional perspective, mm-hmm. like I. I love, love, loved the music in that. And there were so many down, so much downtime during that show. It was, um, yeah, I just always got a little sentimental and emotional during it. My favorite thing about it, though, is probably two things. Um, One, at the very beginning when the narrator blows out all the torches. Do you guys remember that moment? Oh, yes. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Exactly that. Okay. No, not Winnie the Pooh. Oh, no, Um, it's the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Who it's Sterling K. Brown? Oh right, <laughs> Sterling no. Brown. That's no. You are losing. This what is us. Did you put a Hogsmeade today and drink five beers? Okay. Years? First of all, the voice of Winnie the Pooh is Jim Cummings, not Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> is Jim? Did Jim Cummings do the opening bit for Illuminations? Though that would I would yeah. believe. Yeah, he's the voice that does it. Yeah, yeah. 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 You actually find like there's a, a surprising number of times you'll hear his voice in your life. He is what? everywhere. Is he here? I know who Sterling K. Brown is, and I had to just Google him just to remind me how it's He's from This Is Us, isn't he? Yes. He's, <laughs> been, he's like a recently discovered like new talent. I am telling you, I am putting this out to the universe. This man will be hosting Candlelight Processional in the next five years. I can oh, just he, uh, feel it. Next, he's, he's very much well, like he was, wasn't he persona. He's he's in the MCU now, and then I think didn't yeah. he get brought into Frozen two maybe? Oh, I don't know. Is he I, Samantha? Oh my God, yes. I feel like <laughs> no. God, I love Samantha. <laughs> I fe- um, I feel like I saw a picture with him and um. He's like the, the um cap. He's the cap. The new captain guy, who gets stuck in the fog all those years. Hell yeah! Spoiler. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so could we? It's really calm down with great. the spoilers. I loved it okay. so much. Oh, I have not seen it either. I'm going to jump back to Jim Cummings here. Yes. When he when he blows out the torch at the beginning of Illuminations, it's just, it's just very special. I also personally loved that there wasn't a ton of like animated Disney-ness to Illuminations. I appreciated that. It was kind of a nice... That's what I like about Epcot a lot, is even though there is Disney IP in the park, it's not in your face. And so I always enjoyed that, personally. Mm-hmm. And then, similar, Cheryl, to what you were saying... My second favorite thing about Illuminations is when it's over, the songs that they play, mm-hmm. 
as you are walking out are um, from the like the Millennium Celebration, the Tapestry of Nations Parade, which is one of my all time favorite uh, favorite times in Disney history, honestly, and just some of the best soundtracks. And if you watch the fireworks from like Morocco and then you just mosey out, it's so fun to be in Epcot basically all by yourself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. I recommend it. So I have a lot of memories there. Go back and look up the Celebrate You Illuminate Epcot edition because it's pretty magical, too. They played it around, like, what, 2010, 2011? I like it. Oh. Do you know what I love from Illuminations? Um, Is after the they blow out the thing, the the lights, and then when all of those, I wish I knew the, like, technical name of these fireworks, but the, like, rocket launcher fireworks that come around from the perimeter of the lagoon. Mm, like the, the um, it's like the Big Bang. Moment. Yeah. It's amazing. When those go yeah. off, because they go off at the beginning and then they go off again later on in the show, they're my favorite mm-hmm. fireworks. I, I don't know why I love them so much. They're my favorite. Yeah, they're amazing. Well, and those similar kind of like launching, they're like, like long launching fireworks. That's a very iconic Cinderella Castle firework moment where yeah. the two cross. Yeah, yeah. It's always so pretty. <clears throat> I think that's a similar, similar firework. Um, I will, I do have to mention though, Happily Ever After fireworks, which is the current Magic Kingdom fireworks, are unbelievable. Like, from a um, show perspective, they are probably the best fireworks on any Disney property Whoa. ever. Whoa. And I will say that. I mean, you better the, calm they're, down. They're near, they're near perfect. The, cr- the, the music is unbelievable. The like choreography of the fireworks is unbelievable and then just the it's very technicality good. of the fireworks like sometimes we you know they've gotten fancy over the years they've gone from just like normal fireworks to shapes to ones that like they'll explode and then they'll zigzag and do different things but like now it's like they do that and change color and then like they shoot off a firework with inner firework it's insane let me bring it back though to the beginning <laughs> of disney fireworks As or can i, I take it back to the beginning of fireworks. I desperately need you to explain what a firework actually is. And then I'll jump to 1955. Great. And we'll go from well, there. I'm going to go even farther than that. The first firework was pretty basic. A Chinese monk named Lin Tian took a piece of bamboo, stuffed it with gunpowder, and threw it into a fire, producing a bang and a loud enough scare to scare away ghosts. That was more than a thousand years ago, but fireworks today are much the same. A shell, an explosive, and a fuse. Um, but mostly today, it's you know used for 4th of July and stuff, but they add in different powders. So the first colors were incorporated into fireworks during the Italian Renaissance, when steel and charcoal were added to produce yellow and orange. Wow. Wow. Did you write that little essay up? I, do we need to give someone credit? I took parts of it from places, but I found it from an article in called The Verge, and it was written by a person named Adrian Jeffries. Thank you, oh, Mr. Thank and Mrs. you, Adrian. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's great. I feel like I've I've always kind of heard that. Right, fireworks are very old. Um, but I didn't know exactly how old. A thousand years. Damn. Over a thousand years. Well, I mean, if we really want to go Dang. back, if Ooh. you think about Middle Middle Earth times. Middle Earth is not a real time. Wait, wait, wait hold on. <laughs> it was the Third Age. Come on, guys. No? Lord of the Rings? No? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Gandalf was the guy known for bringing the fireworks in. So, whatever. You can attribute it to whoever your friend is over in China, but Gandalf the but Grey. in your heart, it's always Gandalf. Yes. 
Is this just like choose your own history tonight? Yes, it is. Sterling K. Brown narrated illuminations <laughs> and Gandalf created fireworks. You heard yes. it here first, guys. Yes. Fact. <laughs> Fact. An alternate universe. <laughs> I don't hate it. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> there are worse lies out there that people believe. That is true. Oh, yeah. That These is true. Harm- harmless. We're talking to you, oh. flat earthers. Flat earthers. <laughs> yeah. Guys, ride Mission Space. It'll show you it's round. Right. Exactly. <laughs> have, you seen, have you ever seen Spaceship Earth? That's not flat. Nope. <laughs> it's a geodesic sphere or whatever. So I guess cut to 1955. Nothing oh, hello happened there. Related, hello. related to fireworks. And- <laughs> it's me, Cheryl, on the horn. Welcome to the 1950s. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's, it's our, actually our theme song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 1955, if you remember, was also the year that Disneyland opened. Now fireworks like had been around. Uh, people had been shooting off fireworks for the end of World War II and all sorts of stuff. Like Fireworks were associated with the 4th of July with New Year's Eve, it, but um, in a kind of what we were talking about earlier, state fairs, um, Washington, D.C. displays, mm, mm-hmm. things like that. So Walt Disney, being the kind of businessman he was, noticed that um, not all families or folks who visited Disneyland were staying all day and or into the evening, um, especially families. He did notice that adults would stick around, but they were just kind of moseying around eating snacks, riding the carousel. Hmm. They weren't having that much fun. So he decided he wanted to have like a nighttime show. That was, this was the first year it was open. Um, They used to go out into the parking lot in the middle of the night and do experiments with different lighting effects and fireworks. And um, they decided to put in a fireworks show and they put one in in 1956. So just one year after the park opened, which is wonderful. And the very first show that they had at Disneyland was all manually put on. So there was like a team of oh guys running gosh. around lighting, yeah, the fuse on the fireworks to set them off. Um, <laughs> luckily, oh that didn't last too long. Pretty quickly, they um, went over to a little bit more of a mechanical way to shoot off the show. Um, but it was still pretty labor intensive. They had they did still have to manually set off every firework, just not as like intensely as like running around with a like lighting fuses. That's they didn't have just to do that so anymore. crazy. I know. And just, like, dangerous. I don't know. Right. Um, but Walt Disney was, and, you know, Imagineering, or they were the first to really try to create a show in the sky as opposed to just setting off fireworks, just boom and lights, you know. They tried to um, link in cor- the idea of cor- choreographing a fireworks show to music. That was something that Disney kind of pioneered. Hmm. Um Another very iconic thing that most Disney fans associate with, especially the Magic Kingdom parks and their fireworks, is flying Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. right? She usually flies from the castle away. I think every single fireworks show in Disneyland and Magic Kingdom has has featured mostly Tinkerbell flying, but there have been reports over the years of Mary Poppins flying from the castle, Dumbo... I think they did Nemo a couple years ago. Mm. Like he was swimming away. I saw the Dumbo, Dumbo one. Dumbo would be cool. That, yeah. was, that was kind of crazy because it's like, he's, it's a pretty big, like if you think about, like from far away, you're like, oh, he's so tiny. But you're like, wait, that must be a giant 
set up to have Dumbo Same. flying across. Yeah. But the very first, so in 19, so the park opened in 1955. In 1961, that was the first time they had Tinkerbell fly. Mm. And the very first Tinkerbell was um, a woman named Tiny Klein. Tiny? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like That's the sweetest little cute. like fairy name? I definitely can hear that in the voices too. Like, all right, I've got somebody, Tiny Klein. And her last you name heard of Tiny Klein? is... Klein is small in German. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is this person real? My mind. <laughs> I just had a firework in my brain. She guys. was like tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny, small. If, if no mistake, she was little, little. Now to be to be fair here, she this may have been a stage name. She was oh. like a burlesque performer and then like a circus performer, acrobat. That's like how she was pretty famous, like on that the circus tour. I don't know. So they pulled her in specifically for it because she was good at stunts, basically, and aerial acts. And choosing names so, for herself. Seriously. Gosh, that is, yeah, I mean that's I don't genius. know if that was her like you know, God given name, my guess is it might probably, have been yeah, a stage. Probably a stage. A stage but name. even then, like that's genius to like take a, a a trait about yourself and then just find a different language word and put them both together. Like that's great. I'm gonna come up with a stage name like that. <laughs> Props to Tiny. Yeah, way to go, Tiny Klein. Tiny Klein. She only did it for a couple years, fortunately. Um she passed away oh. in nineteen sixty four. But I think she did. It's one of those things where, um, Ashby, you'll know this, right? There's like an old saying in the theater that there are like no small parts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are, there um, are no small parts. She. This is uh, one of those moments where she was, it was such a standout performance. Like she was up there and waving, her, waving the wand and kicking and doing the whole thing. And, and everybody loved it so much that they continued on. And then again, this is this is just a staple in all Magic Kingdom type parks. Um, globally for their fireworks. So that's amazing. Tiny Klein, well done. She's, she's the she started all this. Yeah, I think so. She like made it her own and made it so that we we can't have it any other way. That's really cool. Um, so in 1958, Fantasy in the Sky fireworks started at um, Disneyland, and then when Magic Kingdom opened in 1971, did I get that year right? 1971. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fantasy in the Sky at Magic Kingdom also opened as well, and then stayed in Magic Kingdom for a very, very long time. Uh, it had different versions of it. They would add and remove different pieces of the show based on kind of what um, movies and things were very popular at the time. But I guarantee, maybe not Ashby, but Cheryl, I guarantee you saw Fantasy in the Sky because I, I, I was looking this up and I, I knew the entire show. I recognized the music. I- from the minute it came on. It's a great show, Fantasy in the Sky. I'd have to look at I honestly can't remember it. You should. It's good. So here's a fun fact about Fantasy in the Sky, though. You know, the whole reason we're talking about this because it's the week of New Year's, and Disney puts on a lot <laughs> of New Year's festivities, and the, the big fireworks show in Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve is Fantasy oh, in the Sky well, with a New Year's Eve kind of add-on. So you've definitely seen it, and it's really good. And I encourage all listeners too to maybe YouTube it because it is a it's a great like soundtrack. It's very nostalgic and well put together. It's very love good. it. I'm a big fan. That's crazy that it, that 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 particular show ran for as long as it did. I mean, it ran until Wishes until two thousand and three. And essentially, so it's crazy. it still runs. 
Insta- exactly. Right, yeah. It's never. It was never fully. And it, and I think um, it ran for so long because they didn't allow it to evolve. So they it evolved into a Halloween show and a Christmas show and a Fourth of July show and a New Year's Eve show. And again, they added and removed songs over the years to keep it fresh and new. A very good lesson that Disney still does when they come in there and like plus up an attraction to just keep it fresh. And a reminder, maybe to all Disney fans, that when one of our favorites gets updated, it's it's to keep it around longer Ooh, sometimes. Yeah, that's that's a good way to think about it. So on the other coast, though, Disneyland... Um, also had Fantasy in the Sky from 1958 to 1999. And then they had a couple of different shows within the next 10 years. And they're all kind of funny. Or I think the names of them are all kind of funny. They're all one word, dot, 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 short sentence. So for example, from 2000 to 2004, there was Believe there's magic in the stars. <laughs> hmm. And then from 2004 to 2005, short show, Imagine a Fantasy in the Sky. Oh. Wow. And then, and I, um, there was 2005 to 2010, Remember Dreams Come True. Great. So anyway, Great. that was just funny. That was like a naming convention that they stuck to for a solid decade for Disneyland fireworks. What do they have? What do they have now? What's uh? I'm trying to remember. What, I I saw the show recently, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, here's a funny thing to add on though. So the name of the holiday one is called Believe dot 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 in Holiday Magic. <laughs> it's, like, are they joking? Like, that's kind of funny, right? Like, they're all is everyone sitting backstage and saying like, what? inspirational word dot 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 can we put out there right so from 2010 to 2015 i don't know what fireworks were in disneyland let's see but that's when we were there ashby and i yeah maybe there weren't fire i don't remember okay so i'm 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 seeing disneyland forever disneyland forever started in 2015 oh Oh. hmm so let me double check my list here so it says the last one was Remember dreams come true. When did that end officially? Maybe I just have my dates. Oh, I see. Okay, so here's here's what I found. Uh, This is from Wikipedia, so we'll see how honest this is. But it says that so remember dreams come true. I feel like I need to pause. Like remember dreams come true. (laughs) It says the show was offered seasonally, starting in two thousand nine, and then. then during the summer was Magical Disney's new nighttime spectacular of magical celebrations. Good God. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then they did Fourth of July, of course, then Halloween, and then winter, or the... Uh, oh, it makes sense then that there were it was like fully seasonal through the fall right. and then yeah. Christmas. Okay, and then, that makes sense. And then it says it went on hiatus twice uh, in 2014, because then that's when they did Disneyland's Diamond Celebration. Oh, then it switched over to Disneyland. Disneyland forever. forever, yep. And then gotcha. Again, it went on hiatus in 2018 for Pixar. So I guess this thing's been running for a while, but then they've had things in between it. Well, and maybe we should mention that too. Disneyland fireworks, uh, especially in the past five years or so, 
it's it's actually kind of rare to catch a fireworks show at Disneyland um, mm-hmm. because there have been so many issues with fires in California. Um, anytime there's even so much as a hint of a of a strong wind in the air, they cancel fireworks for the night, and it makes sense. I mean, there it's built so close to homes, so you just don't want to take any risks and. Yeah, which, it, you know, you can say it's a shame because they're missing out on some fireworks, but, like, safety oh, first, sure. obviously. And they figured other stuff out, right? Nighttime parades, laser and projection shows, Fantasmic, minus fireworks, I guess. So it's it's all good, but I actually, because even now I'm looking to hopefully get to Disneyland soon, and you look at the schedule of nighttime events, and it's all like, but we'll see because of the wind. Yeah. You know, they're they're very upfront and open about it. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people could head out to Disneyland, especially if you're not a local, if you are planning a trip out there, definitely check and just go in knowing that you may not see fireworks behind sleep the Sleeping Beauty castle. Because they get canceled. They're not scheduled every night and they get canceled a lot. It's so funny about the, the sk- not scheduled. Because I remember when we went and it was like, I think I think it was like we got there on a Thursday or something or a Wednesday. And it was like, oh, we, can we see the fireworks tonight? And it's like, oh, no, they're not available till Friday night or something like that. And I was like, what? Which is opposite of Orlando where there is at least one show. At every least night. one showing a night yeah. in three parks. But there is there is something like uh, I guess because you get used to that kind of a thing. Another example of that was you know in Orlando parks are open all the time. You know, uh, yeah, every day of the year. I was planning a trip up to um, to stop at what's in Ohio Cedar um, Cedar Point. Cedar Point, yeah. Thank you. Sorry, mm. my brain just stops working apparently. It happens. Um, but I was like, oh, let's go to Cedar Point. So I was like planning it out, planning the route. And then I happened to go to the website because I was like, oh, let me check the hours. And it was during the off season. And I was like, oh, crap. I forgot that like parks everywhere else around the world don't necessarily stay open 365 days a year. What else for Magic Kingdom? They definitely, so their kind of seasonal shows have been Hollow Wishes, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is no longer around. They, they switched that out this year, I believe. Yes, correct. Hollow Wishes was great. And then they have, um, they've had several holiday Christmas time fireworks as well. And then so twice, or so on, they have a big fireworks show on 4th of July and then a big fireworks show this week on New Year's Eve. And both of those shows are, or at least the New Year's Eve one, is a version of Fantasy in the Sky with a big new year's ending and what does that look like uh well at magic kingdom they do for bigger bigger events they do the 360 fireworks have you guys seen this in person i like kind of don't like it wait the this is the what again i'm sorry it cut out like the big like 360 fireworks oh yeah 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 where it's meaning like at a certain points in the show on on fourth july and new year's eve and i think sometimes hollow wishes too yeah or definitely hollow wishes Mm -hmm. There are fireworks, big fireworks going off in 360 degrees around Main Street. And when they all go off, it's so bright. It's truly as if it's like 2 p.m., which I find to be a little creepy. I, I don't think I end at that point. I'm like, all right, now I now I think it's too loud again. Oh, <laughs> like that's no. just it's too much. It's too much for me. 
Yeah, so the holiday fireworks always do use the back, like, perimeter road. So it wasn't just the normal area of fireworks. They closed off even farther. So just past Contemporary to just past, I think, the Grand Floridian would be closed off, whereas normally there could still be through traffic to the Windermere Winter Park area. So during the holiday, the Halloween and Christmas ones, they definitely are bigger. They're much bigger. But for New Year's, that's when they do the 360, and it's even launching from the Transportation and Ticket Center, and those are crazy. They're crazy. They're crazy. I love those. I remember the first time like seeing that. It was such a surprise moment because I didn't know that the fireworks did that. And then there's just something about like, it's like, I don't know. You know those commercials where you see like the little kid looking up in the sky with the light Mm -hmm. kind of on the side of his Mm -hmm. face and he's just smiling and you know life is wonderful for him. That's how I feel when all the fireworks are going (laughs) off. I'm just like looking up with a big old grin on my face and it's just a, for me, it's like such a magical moment. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, and again, from a like technological standpoint, they're impressive and they're very special. And people pack it in to see these fireworks. Fourth of July yeah. at Magic Kingdom and New Year's Eve at Magic Kingdom are two of the busiest days of the year. Um, there's a little tip, though, about Fourth of July, if I, if I remember correctly. One of you can probably confirm this for me. I think they do a test run the night Correct. before. Mm-hmm. Or referred to as a test run. I think it's a pretty well-oiled machine. But it's kind of like an unlisted or less publicized version of the show on July 3rd every year. So oh, July 3rd. That's a little, a little inside Oh, info are we talking about you. 4th of July fireworks? For, yeah, 4th yeah, of July. Yeah, do they do that for New Year's Yeah, as well? so New Year's they'll always do the 30th and cool. the 31st, which is really cool. And they'll even count down. So the nice thing, the thing I like about those is it'll be the whole fantasy in the sky um fireworks and then it'll go into the fab four they'll kind of be like well what time is it and then mickey's like i don't know and then they'll be like it's midnight no we gotta count down oh let's go and then they'll start counting down for you um and in those 360 fireworks it'll be a firework that pops up and it'll have a number so it'll be 10 then 9 and all the way down to 1 which is pretty cool and then oddling zine play uh, however you say that plays and you get excited about the fourth of the New Year's Eve being happening. You get excited about 4th of July in six I mean, months. I'm all ready for hot dogs. <laughs> um, this reminded me, speaking of counting down and like faking it a little bit, do you guys remember, we'll have a whole episode on this, uh, Pledge, Pleasure Island? Yes. When they used to have New Year's Eve every night? No! <laughs> yeah, that, that's like the original, the original concept for Pleasure Island. Part of it was that it was New Year's Eve every night, and there was like a countdown to midnight. Oh, every night. I saw that. Yeah. And I wonder if they shot fireworks off. I bet they did. They did. Like even just like a little bit. Yeah, it was. Wow, um, we did, lost a fireworks show. There was. Hmm. Um, there was a little stage, I think, right? Because it was um, there was the comedy warehouse. And then if you walked out front of there to your left, they did like a little countdown every night and the fireworks would go off. It was like, I mean, it was like it's so cool. fireworks you would see. Those, those were probably not as good as like even the ones that no. I saw growing up as a kid. Correct. Like it was probably just like 30 seconds of some fireworks. It was basically Cheryl's introduction. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, this was without a doubt Pleasure Island, the like entertainment district 
in the in its heyday i think budgets were probably cut on pleasure island after a couple of years um pretty quickly with live entertainment and the street streetmosphere stuff so i think we're talking like you would have had to catch this in like 1995 is my guess i'm sure by 1999 or 2000 this sort of stuff had probably wrapped up for the most part but i don't know that as a fact yeah, but there are 4th of July fireworks, and you can see them on the 3rd. It's pretty cool because they'll put, like, the castle in, a, like, a, a American flag, and you'll hear pretty much anything Uncle Sam plays in the car on the way home from work um, to fireworks. <laughs> Wait, are you, you're saying there is someone named Uncle Sam, and he only listens to patriotic songs? Oh, Sam the... And he works somewhere? I kind of was thinking Sam the Eagle. My brain is, like, going crazy. <laughs> oh. So, like, when Sam... Sure, sure. Well, or okay. Uncle Sam, yeah. honestly. Like, if he were alive today, yeah. 2019, yeah. or 2020, about to celebrate the 4th of July, these are the songs that would be on his Spotify premium playlist. Disc Man? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. He yeah, would have yeah. a Zune, obviously, because yeah. it's um, yeah American company. Yeah. Like, whatever. American made, right. <laughs> um... Excellent. Anything else to add about, like, Disneyland Park or Magic Kingdom fireworks? The only other Magic Kingdom fireworks that I can remember that I thought were always fun is they had um, the Pirate and Princess Party back in, like, the early aughts. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And they... Those had a wonderful name. It was... What was it? Magic Music... Magic Music and Mayhem. But, like, really, it was just a chance to put fireworks to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme, I think. Which is fantastic. The thing that I loved about that show was they made it look like the castle was exploding Ooh, and with mm-hmm. the fireworks. And that was the coolest, because projections weren't really a thing yet. So that was like the coolest thing to watch along with the yeah. music. That's amazing. I mean, the Pirate and Princess Party was very fun. I miss it a little bit. It was like a, it was basically like a Mickey's Not So Scary, but just during the summer. So it was a way for Disney to make make some more money and you could have less people in the park. Okay. I thought it was really worth it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. As yeah. someone who grew up in Central Florida, you know, Grad Bash and Grad Night were a big thing. So um, Disney would have, right. Disney doesn't do it anymore. They stopped maybe about five or six years ago. But um, I think Universal still does it where they'll have like a special hard ticket event for graduates like so you have to be affiliated with a school and they sell the tickets through there and you can come in and they do a lot of like teen friendly like fun things and every year I remember the year I went they have a fireworks um presentation to whatever the top 40 songs were for the year so I don't really remember my graduating year very much and what they had but I remember thinking that was the coolest thing having Disney fireworks to like your favorite song and every yeah like an NSYNC song (laughs) when I graduated they were over but um, I'm not that old but my favorite though is every year I would go up on YouTube and see if I could find the videos and then when Katy Perry's firework came out I was like oh MG. I would love to see Katy Perry's fireworks played to Magic Kingdom fireworks. And there's some videos on YouTube that are pretty cool, but that was that was probably my favorite fireworks show that I've never actually seen in person that I'm in love with. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, wait, curious about grad night though. Did you have to be was it just for Florida schools? No. It wasn't just Florida schools, but you you had to pay your own travel to come. So like if you wanted if your school wanted to do like a class trip, I think you were able to. Oh, interesting. All right, let's uh, move on to another park. Probably stay in Disney World for now. Let's hop on that let's gondola <laughs> with the monorail. Hop on, hop on the... <laughs> hop on the monorail. 
And it can only take us to one other theme park, Molly. Epcot. Epcot. So I mentioned Illuminations was my favorite fireworks show because it was it was just so good. It was based off of um, what the history of everything, the history of the world. I know that sounds so silly, but that that's kind of what it was. I feel like, right? was there ever an official, like, story? Because I feel like it's one of those, like, weird things where I always, because you, you hear those stories about Haunted Mansion. I know we talked about that in that episode where it's like everyone has a different story about the Haunted Mansion and the, the different pieces of the characters in there. I always felt like what I heard about Illuminations was one of those things, too, where it's like a story that someone started and then it just kind of went from there. So I don't, I mean, maybe it is true, but I never actually got any type of like confirmation that there was ever like, oh, Disney did say this is the story of the fireworks. So there were two fireworks shows before Illuminations. And the, the show I'm referring to is technically the second version of Illuminations. So... A show called Carnival de Lumière. Oh, right. Um, was um, opened in October of 1982, so the year after Epcot was opened, and it was pretty small scale in World Showcase. So the whole theme was like international music and culture stuff, and it was just rear projections, um, like floating screens and just projection images, and you couldn't really see the screens very well, and it was just small scale fireworks, um, and apparently you couldn't see it very well from like all the countries only certain vantage points so not super effective um and then the next firework show in epcot or world showcase lagoon was called a new world fantasy and this was very 1980s it was classical music mixed in with a synthesizer similar type show kind of those floating screens and then images were projected on them and that was in 1983 that feels very main street water pageant or or electric whatever that is i think that is exactly what was going on (laughs) that's pretty pretty accurate um there was a third show called laser phonic (gasps) fantasy basically all of these shows sound like they were illuminations but the technology wasn't quite there yet. They're all trying to project images onto screens. Fireworks, but not a ton of fireworks. Um, classical music with like, um, uh, I guess, synthesizer or technology beats. It was always kind of mixing those sort of things together. There's lights, fountains, things like that. And finally then, Illuminations, the original Illuminations was opened in 1988. Wow, then I've not really seen anything but illuminations. Yeah, me, me I also neither. just had like, I mean, talk about explosions, my brain just blew up. <laughs> you said technology beat, and I was like, oh my god, is that techno music? <laughs> I guess so. I, don't I know. mean, <laughs> yes and no, but like synthesizer, synthesizer, yes, but like, is that what techno music ultimately is? Just like what you make in your computer? Because like, Yes, it is. Yes. Of course. That is that is the definition. My brain of never like techno music. it just accepted that techno music was a genre, not like why. <laughs> it's almost like an in, it's almost like an instrument. Wow, you guys. Like instead of Yeah. But like synth music sounds very Epcot to me. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's the it's synonymous with Epcot, yes. I think. In a very comforting way. Yeah. So when I say and I should be very clear, when I said Illuminations is my was my favorite fireworks show. 
What I should have said was illuminations, reflections of Ooh, Earth. Yes. Illuminations, colon, reflections of Earth. So illuminations started in 1988 and ran until 1999 when it officially switched over to illuminations, colon, reflections of Earth. And this was part of the big millennium celebration that was zeroed in, I feel like, in Epcot. It, oh, yeah. It was in all the parks, but but especially in Epcot. And according to Wikipedia, the show told the story of Earth and was divided into three movements. So like any classical music presentation, three movements. And they were titled Chaos, Order, and Meaning. So chaos is when Ashby said that big like launching fireworks. That's supposed to represent like the Big Bang. Okay. And it does. And it's there's chaos and there's fireworks, everything. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to, that big, remember that big, globe would float out yeah. it was so majestic and it took like 15 minutes to get out there and then so then you start seeing this is where the technology really evolved it was like rear projection correct like the there wasn't there weren't projections being pointed at the the globe it was all like a monitor that was playing a movie where the countries would be like on when you're looking at a globe and it was i remember at least they probably did work at some point but i remember just to me, it always seemed like very old school technology on there because the, mm-hmm. the monitors always looked so pixelated. But but I think in like 1999, it was hot shit. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, and I forgot to say it in the very first scene, there's actually just a big, big fireball. Yes. Like, I forgot, like, it, it's the Big Bang. So for the first like three minutes of the show, there, it, it kind of looks like something has gone terribly wrong. There's just like a big inferno That's just in the middle of, it, of the lagoon. And it's hot. Like, if you're right on the edge there, you're like, um, Checking is this supposed eyebrows. to be happening? Yeah, honestly. Um, and then Act 3 is uh, called Meaning. And that's when it's supposed to link the whole world together. And if you were to look around the world showcase as this is coming on, um, all the lights start going on on the countries in the order that they be bas- that they became countries. Wow. Hmm. It's really actually very That's cool. That's intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always thought Illuminations was great yeah. up until the end of the Big Bang section. And then I was like, great, I'm going to my car now. Oh, but the, the end is the best. Yeah. When? Where? After they get through all of the like, Basically, Ugh. like, watching the video. But is it worth it? What feels like yes. 20 minutes of video. <laughs> then you it's get totally to worth the it. crazy fireworks. In fact, here's how I recommend... Uh, Illuminations closed this year, but here's how I'd re- recommend watching it previously. Listen for Jim Cummings to blow out the torches. Starling then King. go ride Maelstrom and or Frozen Ever After. Come out 30 minutes later, and you're going to reach the end of Illuminations right where you want to be. So you only want us to go on EMH nights when they don't close the ride off at the... at the. <laughs> correct. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm staying at Caribbean Beach, so I got a wristband and all so that. So it's all good. Um, yeah, the, the finale of Illuminations, colon, Reflections of Earth is beautiful, and it always, I always found it to be very emotional. And they play some of my favorite songs, like We Go On. Yeah. I'm very much for like world unity. The ending is yeah. really great. I, you know, it's funny. There was only like one time out of a few that I actually saw the lasers. Hey, did you have you like? Does anybody have? Oh yeah. Like, there's some nights that you really see them great, and then if it's mm-hmm. like a windy night where it just keeps blowing all the smoke away from the fireworks. Oh yeah. You're like, like there's the... no lasers. Mm-hmm. You don't even see them. Yeah. I also just think lasers are kind of not that cool. Uh, that sounds silly. Of course, it's cool, but like. It depends on how they're used. In that form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're also, for 
20 years or whatever, there was also a special ending on two eliminations for 4th of July. And then Mm -hmm. again this week as well for New Year's Eve, there was a countdown. And according to my experience and just what I've heard, Epcot is actually the busiest and or worst place to be on New Year's Eve. It's a party. Do you guys agree with that? I would would argue that, because I've actually worked there a couple years on New Year's Eve, and my, so here's, you know, we we all know that I hate crowds, as we've talked about Mm -hmm. in previous episodes. Epcot was the only one that I felt, not that I wanted to go to any of them, but like if you made me go to one for New Year's Eve, Epcot was the one I would want to go to only because like there's so much room. It doesn't feel like I'm, I mean, granted I'm shoulder to shoulder, but it felt like I had somewhere to go. Yeah, there's some breathing room. Right. Yes. So, yeah. And, and also, everything's very wide. It's just like party central. But that's the thing though, is if you go to Magic Kingdom, you are in a theme park. So if you are with your family, maybe there's little ones, Magic Kingdom's the way to go. If you are a person who wants to have a really great time on New Year's Eve, but the thought of like downtown Orlando scares the bejesus out of you, Epcot <laughs> is the place for you. Because they literally yeah, have like yeah. dance parties in each country. I've only been once and I will never so go again. Fun. But every year I get numerous Instagram stories of folks just living their best lives in like mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. Italy dance party. And then they watch the fireworks. Oh, man. They- well, and oh, then in like China, you have the freaking, like, dragon. Oh, that yeah. Ca- that comes out. Like, it's it's insane. There's a margarita bar. Yeah, it's full-on, like, party everywhere in the con- everywhere in the world, every yes. country. It, 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 Sounds it, great. It really is. If you're looking for a fun time and you're not worried about crowds and it taking you two hours to get home... Um, Honestly, rent a Go. room at the boardwalk, walk on yes. over. Like, that would be everyone's dream New Year's Eve if you can tolerate lots of people. So let's actually talk about this year. So this year, the Illuminations closed in September, and a new show replaced it. It's a temporary show, mm-hmm. and it's called Epcot Forever. Um, and similar to what they did with Illuminations, colon, Reflections of Earth, they will add on a couple minutes at the end and do like a New Year's Eve countdown to Epcot Forever this year. But let's talk about Epcot Forever. Who here has seen it? I've seen parts of it as I'm walking out of food and wine. I've only seen a video of it. I've seen nothing of it yet. Wow. There's so yeah. the there's very cool like I like the new like kite wave runner whatever effect that they have like they'll have people on like sea dudes I don't know what they're on because it's very dark and I'm looking up not I at think they're like jet yet. skis is yeah. that all is those words all the same words you're saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I was saying like okay. I was saying Kleenex you're saying tissue tomato I see Let's okay call it off. I see I don't know enough about like water sports Either to know those things. but yeah there, and there's oh, like well, it sounds like you do crazy like, <laughs> kites that they just and they like they're sparking with like they're, fire it's crazy they're like fiber optic kites being pulled around by people on jet skis that it's actually it looks beautiful that's beautiful and it it honestly is a, a very nice callback to just epcot i think epcot is changing and there's a lot walls everywhere and for mm-hmm. those of us who love vintage epcot like i'm a little sad but also very excited because you know, it was getting dated. So I think that this fireworks show, they really worked hard to be like, guys, we still love the Journey into Imagination song. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. Because that's pretty much what it so, is. 
Exactly. I was going to say Epcot Forever is a temporary show. It probably will go on for about a year or so. I, I, the next show is called Harm. Harmony Us. With a capital U-S. U- U.S. is capitalized. I don't enjoy so. this name. Harmony. Harmony Us? I don't know. Hosted um, by Sterling K. K. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, I would flip out if next year he's like the narrator. I will it's buy a crystal ball Jesus. and I will go into a new job. <laughs> if we find this out, I'm going opening night. Yes. And holding up a sign that said, called it. We'll have a podcast meetup. <laughs> oh yes and then I'll I'll climb onto the torches and blow them out right before it starts <laughs> perfect <laughs> um, but yes Epcot Forever is was definitely designed at I think Charlie you said it perfectly in this transitional time it was a way to kind of ease into the new era and be very very nostalgic about Epcot for like it's first 10 years so all the songs are from old and and a lot of closed down Epcot attractions so hmm. Journey into Imagination, the One Little Spark song from the original attraction, um, a bunch of songs from Horizons, Universe of Energy. Wow. I spoke about Horizons uh, a couple weeks ago. That was in the previous space of Mission, Mission Colon Space. Um, <laughs> kitchen Cabaret. They, they, do, they do Veggie Veggie Fruit Oh my the gosh. Kitchen Cabaret. Cha-cha-cha. A whole... <laughs> A whole song from World of Motion, which is the the old the previous like transportation attraction that was there prior to Test Track. I mean, it is vintage stuff. And then obviously they close it out with my favorite songs, Tapestry of Nations Bit and perfect. Celebrate the Future, hand in hand. <laughs> I might walk down the aisle to that song. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, you no. know, that's something that I loved about Epcot. Uh, like even just the the main entrance when you're coming in. Because they oh, have such they have music. all the music playing from different different attractions and it's such a cool like throwback to it's inspirational mm-hmm. music. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see with with the change that they are making to the main entrance if they'll what they're going to do with the music there. Yeah, I hope they keep it. I listen to the Epcot entrance loop sometimes when I'm working. Mm-hmm. It's like really good background music. So yeah, Epcot Forever looks fun. I will say that I know what they're doing with the final final song. I'm not wild about it. Uh, and what I mean by that is the f- actually the last like twenty seconds are the song are a whole new world from Aladdin. Yeah. Oh. And hmm. I get it. They're doing a few things. First of all, lyrically, I understand. Second, <laughs> they are. It's like a easing everyone into the idea that the next show, Har- Harmonious, Harmonious, Harmonious. Um, will probably be featuring a lot of Disney songs. I mean, that's right. been hinted at yeah. at this point, which is, which is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it feels awkward at the end of Epcot Forever to include a whole new world. Personally, I wish it would have ended with one little spark, as it almost does. Mm. That would have been great. Yeah, that's been the the thing I've heard from most of my friends is, like, because I don't watch it very much, and they'll be like, oh, have you seen it? And I'll be like, no, and they'll be like, it's really great, except for why is Aladdin in it? And I'll be like, I don't know, Aladdin's <laughs> Do we have an opening date for Harmoni- Harmonious? I don't believe we do. I think they're still working on it. There's so much that's, I feel like there's so much happening at Epcot that, like, there's going to be, like, massive releases of dates of things as we yeah. continue in the next year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be great, though. I'm I'm very excited for. I mean, it's all the Epcot changes, but I think new fireworks are going to be fantastic. If they're like interim show, is this impressive? I'm 
I'm excited about it. I mean, it's talking about technology. They introduced a lot of different types of um, fireworks during the show. Things I've never seen before. So, hmm. yeah, I think it's great. It just says 2020. There you go. So that could be a full year from now. <laughs> it could be literally one year. <laughs> All right, let's get on that Skyliner. Hey, Ooh. let's do it. And head over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Beep, beep. <laughs> hey, toot, toot. That, that should be our tra- transition. Like, we should have that, like, every time we're going to go somewhere different, it just plays like the... <laughs> Someone should go, all aboard! I'll just isolate what you just did. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, so Disney's Hollywood Studios, fireworks. There have been a lot of fireworks oh. in <laughs> Hollywood Studios over the years. Currently, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, with jingle bam, jingle boom, jingle, jingle boom, jingle bam in your face. Bam, I don't know. Boom. I just made that up. Yeah. Yeah. But prior to that, they were running a the Star Wars uh, fireworks for quite a few years, which uh, were amazing. I yeah, I was gonna say I absolutely love love those. I yeah, think they're fantastic. The, I re- like being a Star Wars fan. And seeing them is one thing. I, I'd love to hear from somebody, like, I don't know if either of you have this, but, like, uh, not being, a, like, a diehard Star Wars fan, like, what were your thoughts versus, like, me who I live and breathe Star Wars. Like, I loved it so much. I don't know if it's different for the viewer. Well, confessional, I totally also live and breathe Star Wars, so I was a huge fan. Same. Okay, well, I guess oh, we'll have to call, call in. in. Yeah, call in. But I will say I have seen mm. it with um, a friend who has never Star Wars, um, mm. who, who I am trying to now get to watch it because I want them to come see the new one with me. But, I mean, which, it's just... Which, as of the airing of this podcast, is already out. Isn't that crazy? Oh, man. And we loved true. it. I didn't pre-book my <laughs> ticket, so I probably It's so crazy. <laughs> but, um... I mean, they really enjoyed it because it kind of felt like, not a recap of the story, but it's not a story of it. So, like, you can be excited by, like, X-Wing fighters flying and, like, shooting things Mm -hmm. and you seeing those sparks come out. And you can see, like, everyone has seen what Star Wars can offer, especially if you've been to the parks. So it's not like, what is that weird walking robot dog? It's... it's Right. And, like, you kind of know the characters. So, I mean, they still very much enjoyed it because it is very interactive and it's massive. It's not like the castle where everyone's up on each other trying to see the same vantage point. You can kind of be anywhere. I was just going to say that the the Chinese theater at Hollywood Studios is one of the best places for a fireworks show. Because, yes, you're covering ground that is a lot wider than it is in front of the castle. Plus, you have a nice flat surface on the Chinese theater and then two sound stages on either side. Yeah. So the projection canvas that you're working with is massive. It's just a much wide open space and it looks great. Um, specifically about Star Wars, which is called Star Wars, colon, a galactic spectacular, <laughs> to be precise, um, is also impressive because... The fireworks they use are big and loud, and they use them a lot. It's like a, it's an intense fireworks show. And also, Cheryl, like you're saying, you could go with someone who has not Star Wars. And the premise that why Star Wars as a franchise Patreon episode is so (laughs) appealing is because it's really straightforward. It's good versus evil. Now, once you get in there, there are layers and there are 
there's gray area and all the stuff. But from someone who hasn't seen the movie, it's really straightforward. There's good guys and there's bad guys. And the show makes that perfectly clear. Mm -hmm. You know, um, actually, the Darth Vader scene when he first appears is actually the best part of the show, I I think. It changes the whole mood and actually all the buildings kind of go red and... It's just great. Plus, you've got one of the best soundtrack scores of all time. So it's just all around an A-plus show. Just mm-hmm. A-plus, all around. I absolutely love it. Yep. I recommend it to everybody. Before we leave this topic, I also want to plug the dessert party. So Star Wars, colon, a galactic spectacular, is not currently happening <laughs> because they have the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam. But it is it is something that comes and goes. So it's not gone forever. They'll definitely be bringing it back from time to time. Um, Good. I do know this much because they'll switch it out with different things. But then when Star Wars has like a big weekend or something. But they Mm -hmm. have a dessert party, and you kind of get VIP viewing for it, and it kind of makes it really chill, where you don't have to stand in front of a bunch of people, and it's not like the Magic Kingdom dessert party, where you're on the Tomorrowland Terrace and kind of farther back, and you are pigeonholed for a while. It's more like a really fun, Mm -hmm. boozy Star Wars party, if you would enjoy a side helping of diabetes. So make sure that you have, like... (laughs) carbo-loaded, very celery. You want to eat only like an apple before you go in because it's only sugars, but it is delicious and I highly recommend it. A couple, I think when I was in um, at studios this past April, they were experimenting with a, um, like a tribute to animation firework show. And I really liked it. I think it ran off and on throughout the summer and we'll see if it comes back in the spring of 2020. But I thought it was sweet. Again, with the blank canvas of the Chinese theater, they can do so much. Just impressive. Kind of jumped around a little bit. So maybe they'll work on that pacing a little bit. But I don't think it's great. I I saw, I don't think I heard of that one. Yeah, it was, um, it felt like it was experimental when I was Mm. there. But, um, and again, to be clear, we're not mentioning Fantasmic tonight because technically it is not, considered a just simply a fireworks show it's like a nighttime spectacular and i think it's probably down the road at some point we'll maybe give it its own episode oh boy there's a lot of beef a lot of beef there i think yeah but my so did you guys ever see sorcery in the sky Yes, oh, I yes. forgot Jam about Studios. Sorcerer in the Sky. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so good. It was the nighttime fireworks show. Um, it took place from 1990 to 1998. Um, it was kind of the led into Fantasmic, if you will. Um, it had a mm-hmm. whole bunch of different songs, especially it was very it was above the Great Movie Ride back when it was a Great Movie Ride, and it was kind of very much focused on that kind of a thing. So there was like a lights, camera, action. Um, it had the silent era piano music playing, uh, Wizard of Oz singing in the rain, Mary Poppins. It even had Star Wars hmm. Raider the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty sure even Mickey an inflatable Mickey Mouse popped up at the top at some point. And his sorcerer Mickey guard. I'm sorry. Was this at Disney or was this at a neighbor's house? Um, it might have been a weird fever dream after too many um, dragon bears. But inflatable Mickey. No, he he definitely popped up at the top. And I think there was also an issue with one of the spires. There used to be these really cool um, spires on the top of the uh, Grandma's Chinese Theater mock-up. 
but I think one of them actually might have caught on fire. And so for the remaining Uh-oh. time, it was missing. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was there. But I don't know when it disappeared. But I think it was because of this show. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Little That's tidbit. Crazy. That's great. Tidbit for you all. I love a fun fact. Thank you. Now, Animal Kingdom does not have any fireworks show. It does have a Aww, nighttime show, Animal which we Kingdom. can discuss. Um, but it doesn't have fireworks show because of the animals for, like, the safety and well-being <sighs> of the animals. They didn't want all the noise is going off, which, like, I get because I don't like it. It's pretty smart. <laughs> Animals ruin everything. You know what, Cheryl? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. Yeah. I'm an wow. anti-animal kingdom gal. You aren't. You just aren't. And you can't. Uh, no one can make no. you be an animal kingdom I don't you know, mind So it. that's okay. It's funny. I, I, I remember, like, when I went for my college program. So this was 2003. Animal kingdom, I think I may have went to, like, once. And I was like, ugh. Like, I just, I'm not interested. I don't care about animals. Ugh. I don't care about the... So upsetting. Like, I don't want to learn about stuff. I don't, you know, it was that kind of feeling. It was really mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. But then fast forward to what, 2008, when I worked there for the first time. Oh, I fell in love with it. And I was like, oh, this is my favorite park now. So it's interesting how, like, as a visitor, there was a perspective versus, like, actually being there and really truly understanding that park. At, at that mm-hmm. time, things have changed, obviously, since then. But then I was like... A hundred percent on board, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. anybody who's not a believer in this park, like, come over here, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's um, yeah. If you've ever worked at Animal Kingdom, I there you for sure understand it on a level that not all the guests do for right. sure. There's right. so there's it's the most imagineered park is kind of the best way to put mm-hmm. it. Like every every detail was thought out, and sometimes it didn't work. The way they wanted it to, but every detail was, like, so, so specific. When people talk about, like, all these legends and lore of Disney World of, like, for every 15 steps, there's a trash can. Like, whether or not that's true or not in Magic Kingdom, I don't know. That stuff is, like, true in Animal Kingdom. Right. Not necessarily the trash can stuff, but, like, everything. Like, they they designed the tree. They planted trees in such a way to where if you could see the tree of life through it, it was going to make a perfect picture, like framed perfectly between these two rocks. You know, things like that. Um, Very, very Imagineered. Have you guys been watching the Imaginarian story on Disney Plus, by the way? Not yet. No. Okay. You guys, it truly is good on a lot, I can get this out, on a lot of levels. It's so good because, number one, I was laughing because a lot of the stuff we've discussed on this podcast like Disneyland, Haunted Mansion, um, Tower of Terror. It's it's really interesting how like we've. I mean, they talk about like Claude Coates quite a bit. Yay! Um, <laughs> do they talk about? So that was kind of like a Rod Roger Sterling. Sterling. <laughs> you know, so you know, shame on them that they don't know his name. Is, in fact. But I bet just Sterling no. K. Brown. Comes I know. Up. Do they yeah, talk about the Sterling voice of K. Winnie Brown. the Pooh, Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> That's how he got his gig on the us. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for Disney that they just don't know who their creators are. They aren't aware. No. But there is an Animal Kingdom episode, and it are they talk about a lot of things, but half the episode is Animal Kingdom, and I was almost in tears. It's so like the amount of um, detail that's put into that park and like effort was so wonderful. Like Joe Rohde is so cool. Like he. Uh, truly no. is so cool. Oh, I'm obsessed with him. You guys don't like him? I I was uh, I was uh like at first hated him and then I I actually enjoyed him towards the end of my time there. I think he's like uh not normal is definitely not the right <laughs> word. But like I 
I think he's cool. He's fine. I just don't enjoy Animal Kingdom. You're just not in Animal that's Kingdom. that's like his baby. And right. I realize it's yeah. because I'm a garbage person. Like, I don't care about oh, animals Cheryl, as much as... Oh, Cheryl, you're a garbage person. I No, and it's I'm not fine. A Look, person. when... I won't oh. allow you to talk about my friend this way, When you know? the world floods and there's only one arc, I am fine with it being the animals and not me. But oh. I just... Because you don't like animals that much. Well, I just... You don't want to be around them. Well, thank you. Yes, I'll <laughs> die here. Take the better things there. Like, oh, I'm okay no. with it. And Cheryl, this is upsetting, and I, I need... We need to change the subject. I'm so sorry. It's making me sad. Yes. So, what is there at Animal Kingdom to enjoy... Well, not fireworks, so we'll talk about um, their nighttime oh, shows. They, they're they're going to be in a different episode because they don't apply to this uh, <laughs> no. Goodbye. Goodbye. Which is fine because we were on a stick to the Skyliner anyway, and you cannot oh, get right, to yeah. Animal Kingdom on there. the Skyliner. We can't be bothered. So I think that just about covers um, the fireworks shows at Disney World and Disneyland. I agree, but if you take a... Um, Disney Cruise Liner Mirrors bus all the way down 528 or the B line as most of our locals do. They've changed it to the beach line, which it always was the beach line, but we called it the B line, then they called it the B line, but now they're like, no one knows what the B line is, so let's rename it to the beach line. Uh, once you get to the wow. end of that, it'll take you. <laughs> That's a saga. Wow. <laughs> We're not bitter. Um, so. You take that all the way down, it'll take you to Port Canaveral. And at Port Ooh. Canaveral, you can board one of Disney's luxurious cruise liners. And... <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> oh my god, guys. It's That's what it sounds like. How is one in my living room wow. right now? <laughs> um, but those magical boats that look very vintage, very reminiscent of the Titanic, um, are the only mm. cruise lines... Ugh. That have a fireworks show. So, it's yes. the best. Amazing. So, if you ever go on a Disney cruise, a cruise, cruise, Disney cruise, um, it will take <laughs> you out into the water. And one of those nights, you are likely to have a pirate night. And I think it's still a pirate night. They haven't changed the theme. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, at dinner, you're going to get a really cute bandana to wear in your head, and it won't fit most adults' head sizes. But at the <laughs> end of the night, they celebrate with a dessert party and a show up top and a fireworks show. Have any of you guys been on a Disney Cruise Line to see this fireworks show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, too, have done it. Molly, oh, are you the one loser God. on this podcast who has no idea? Oh. Right. <gasps> Yeah, Why are I we really not? We need to go immediately. We're gonna take a podcast like, cruise. Like podcast on I the cruise. I would love a podcast cruise. Uh, Perfect. I'm about it. It. If you are listening, and Molly, you're sitting here listening right now, and you yeah, have I'm never listening. been on a Disney cruise, <sighs> I need you to go to your computer right now. Go to DisneyCruise.go. Whatever the hell it is. Whatever the hell. It is definitely dot go right now. Right. <laughs> And here's the deal. First, book a week, any week, probably in January. It'll be cheaper. Go to that site. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do as Ashby okay. says. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And you, I, oh, God, I, oh, we need to do a whole episode about the cruise because it's just. Oh, for sure. I can't even tell you. I'm, I'm talking about it right now. I'm missing it so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to go every year. Yeah. 
They're every year spectacular. Yeah. I'm They're the best what's vacations. The best, what's the best like itinerary? What's the best boat? Where's the best place to go? Like Caribbean Ooh. versus Bahama. Uh, I my favorite one was. Oh, which one is it? It's the one that used. I don't know. I don't think it probably goes there anymore because of all the hurricane stuff. But it used to stop in Puerto Rico. Was it San Juan? Uh, Whatever that itinerary was, that one was my favorite. I can't remember um, if it was Eastern or Western. I'm definitely going to save it because we are going to do a Disney Cruise Lane podcast. But oh, I okay. I just laid it all out there. Have and been you're everywhere. And spoiler <laughs> alert. This upcoming May, Hawaii. All of the Hawaiian Stop. islands all the way oh up gosh. to Seattle or Vancouver. So... That is that a two week cruise? It, How fast are cruise ships? Absolutely. How far away? It's like the eighth to the eighteenth. It will be forever. Oh, oh so my gosh! If you are on a cruise, they have a pirates night. Usually, it'll have a really Wait, f- what what what? I just want to know which is the best. Which which is the best ship? What do you guys? Think oh, is the best they're ship? all the, there's. You can't go wrong. Here's the deal: start with either the Magic or Wonder. You have to. Yes. Start with the smaller yes. one. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Because then okay. they'll That's feel good advice. They'll feel very quaint once you get to the big ones, and then it'll feel like more nostalgic to go back to it. But if you start with a big one, it, I think it would be very hard to go back to a small okay. one. Yeah, I see. That's a hundred percent true. That's good advice. That's yep. very good cruise advice. If you're gonna go on two, make sure you start with. A magic or the one. I mean, you're going to end up going on a hundred because. (laughs) That's what I've heard. It's like addicting. They inject you You, with something you get addicted to. Like, I I think I am. I think I do have an addiction, guys. I'm getting like a Mm -hmm. weird itch. I'm scratching my arm right now. It really is. Once you turn like 30, that's all you want to do. Like before, it's like maybe (laughs) rides, maybe characters. But like then you're like old enough to, I don't care. I have my own money. It's Disney Cruise. Oh, for sure. For sure. But okay. so back to the pirate yes. party. Oh right, yeah. Pirate sorry, I'm, I'm gonna pirate. go sit in the corner and. I think it's called cry. pirates in the Caribbean party. Like it's... it is called the pirates in the Caribbean. <laughs> yes, party, which is clever. Not of the Caribbean because you are in the Caribbean. You're in it, which is you know what fun, but in a way kind of dark because pirates were violent. Not great. Not great. <laughs> Well, I know it's funny that we celebrate these these beings that like mm-hmm. <laughs> pillaged and raped and Oof, yeah. like did terrible things, and we're like, "Yay, pirates!" Yeah. <laughs> it's well, yeah, that it's like, "Come on, little kids, dress up like pirates; it'll be fun." <laughs> and like right. the dressing up like pirates, it's fun for villagers. No, <laughs> it's always like a a black eye and a weird stubble. Like mm-hmm. you want to look like you got into a bar brawl at like three a.m. <laughs> and you lost an eye, right? <laughs> It's like why is that cute on a little kid? But somehow we really need to examine why we still think this is glamorous, especially um, Mm -hmm. in the wake of you know celebrity news and things. But (laughs) (laughs) what did Sterling K. Brown do? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you want to cut this out or not, but Johnny Depp, you know, and all the domestic abuse. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not as great. He's not. We thought. A fun fact I heard about the Disney Cruise, cruise Line fireworks was the reason other um, cruise ships don't set off fireworks is because there are so- all sorts of like international water environmental laws that like fireworks, they leave debris and mm-hmm. ash and, and contaminational stuff. Um, but Disney took it one step further and said, but we won them. So we're known for fireworks, right? So we're going to go out of our way to... Um, 
research and develop fireworks that not only don't leave pollution, but in fact, the the ash that falls into the ocean is in fact fish food. Ooh. Well, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, I swear to God. I wonder I though, love... if the fish want to eat it. No, like it's probably it's probably like their version of kale. They're like, thanks. <laughs> oh, thanks for that, but no thanks. I'm good. That tastes like shit. Yeah. The crabs are grabbing it when it hits the bottom of the water. So there is like a, an article from somebody who checked with the Disney Cruise Line that the fireworks are special biodegradable materials. Ooh, very cool. Cool. Yeah. And then there's actually a whole bunch of stuff. There's like a whole thing. Uh, I took a tour on one of the cruises I took, and they talk about all the great environmental things that they do on the ships um, to have as as little footprint as, as they can, which is another great thing that Disney does. Also, okay, we, we're really getting into, like, Disney cruise stuff, but you mentioned how, like, like Disney basically is like, oh, you're not going to tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find a way to do this. Another really fun thing that they did, and I'll probably say this again in our Disney cruise thing, but... They so the ships, if you've seen them, they just look so majestic, right? And the bottom half of the ship looks like it's black, um, but apparently there's some sort of nautical whatever law thing that says no ships can have a black bottom to them when they're a particular type of ship because of whatever. I don't know. I wish I knew the exact reasons behind this. But Disney again said, no, I'm not going to listen to you. And what they did is they ended up using a very dark blue color. Yeah. What? That looks black. And they actually named it. And I wish, I'll have to, I'll find this information for when we do the actual Disney Cruise Line podcast. But there was a woman who had on a dress that worked in the office that was this dark blue and they named it after her. Um, the the color that they used on the bottom of the ship. Really, really fun, crazy fact that they, they told us on one of the tours. Hmm. But again, That's Disney amazing. just like, there's so many examples of that where Disney's like, oh, you're telling me I can't do that? Hold my beer. <laughs> but we want to. Yeah, and they, they figure out ways to do it. It's, it's really ingenious. That's awesome. What's it called? It's called something. Disney paints um, their construction walls a certain color so you like notice them less. And they paint like buildings an actual color oh, that for you sure. that like scientifically oh, people mm-hmm. don't yeah, notice yeah, yeah. as much. Yeah. So interesting. Like all of their big buildings are are like the whatever blue matches the sky like ninety five percent of the time. I'm sure of it. Like it's, it's crazy. This is probably a very generalized statement, but I feel like anything that you look at in a Disney park, like if you see something on the ground or see something on a wall, there is a reason. It's there. Like, it It may be, like, the most outlandish reason, but there's some Imagineer that can tell you the story of why that particular thing is there, and that's what I love about their detail. Agreed. Except in Magic Kingdom. I bet things were way more random there. <laughs> what are you saying about Magic Kingdom, Molly? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like... Magic Kingdom is probably a little bit more... The most popular theme park, so they don't have as many hours to worry about BS stuff, like illuminations. Okay, I'm sorry. Kind of, yeah. You don't have time to think about what animals need as far as sleep and firework noise decibels. (laughs) Molly. (laughs) No, but I think you're onto something here because, like, I guess like Ashby said, there's definitely a reason, like, this lamppost is painted this color in Magic Kingdom. But the reason is 
We're too goddamn busy to worry about your stupid right. ass light pole. That's right. why we painted right. this stupid gray color. Yep. Because yep, we're yep. open. We're only closed for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had extra magic hours till four, and we open at eight. So shut the fuck like, up. Painting it gray. When do you and expect like, us to do this, Molly? Reason. Between extra magic hours and your very merry fucking Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> so. Again, back to Ashby's point. There is a reason. It's just not always what you think. Right. It's not Imagineering's reason. Right. Yeah, that's true. I should say before they hand it over to operations. It's just Frank the Frank the uh, maintenance guy. He's like, "This is the paint can I found." Okay. (laughs) I retract my statement. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we're definitely done with Disney World, Disneyland. All right, so we're back in Port Canaveral. Where are we going? Back on the beeline. We're back on the beach line. Excuse me, the beeline. Oh, God. And the first thing we'll hit is probably SeaWorld, right? Probably, but is it summer? Uh, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, uh, Check the schedule. So SeaWorld has um, a nighttime spectacular during the summer called Ignite. It is part of their Mm. Electric Ocean celebration. And it is usually only on the weekend. So uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. What goes on at SeaWorld during the week? Uh, not a whole lot. lot of nothing, <laughs> nothing. nothing. No, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be rude. Like all, all the holiday stuff is during the weekend as well. Like they don't do anything off. They, it's just like nine to five from Monday through Friday, basically. For the most part, I think like some mm-hmm. some weeks with exception. So I think actually starting this week. So starting the twelfth through the end of Christmas is going to be Christmas at um, SeaWorld. Uh, so that's exciting. Okay, and that's that's more every day. Yes, that's not just weekends. But before okay. before today, it was just weekends. I see. But okay. but then in the summer, and honestly, SeaWorld pretty much has a different celebration every single week. So they'll have their own version of like a food and wine festival. They have like a festival mm-hmm. pathway that goes to the Bayside Stadium that's only open usually after five p.m. on weekends. Uh, but it is pretty cool. I mean, hmm. if you have an annual pass there, which is pretty cheap for um, a Florida mm-hmm. resident. It's definitely yeah. worth the buy. Oh, for sure. But during the yeah, summer... I would definitely do that. Yeah, during the summer is Electric Ocean. They have, you know, the pathway, the food. They have a crazy dance party um, in the middle where they'll have a lot of really cool, like, puppets and folks on stilts. And uh, Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's just, like, top 40 music. And they'll have, like, different shows for the animals. So, like, the Shamu Stadium has Light at the Night with a... Shamu. And the, honestly, the music there is really cool. I will sometimes listen That's to it on, on Apple Music just for the fun of it. Hmm. But are there fireworks? So there are fireworks. So, like I said, they have a show called Ignite, and it you, it actually starts pretty much as like a water show in the Bayside Stadium. So there's a lot of the the phantasmic like water world of color type of deal. But then at the very end, mm-hmm. it does end with fireworks. It's very techno music, like water streaming, but there are a few fireworks. It's nothing hey, too crazy. Hey Cheryl, what is techno music? Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is a new thing I found out about. It is music made from mm-hmm. your computer or technology. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And then they do also Me have too. New Year's Eve fireworks, but I have not been there for that. The end. That was very good. Thank you. The end. The end. Well, 
Well, let's take a little hop, skip, and a jump over to Universal Studios now. Ooh. They have a fireworks show. I wish I clarified this. Wait, first Wait. we got to get on the <laughs> I Drive Trolley. <laughs> yes. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. That will take us it's from gonna stop at a lot of places. You want to go to Ripley's, believe it or not? You can get off here. No. <laughs> they don't have fireworks. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> there's, wait, there's a, wait, we just passed a fireworks warehouse. Maybe we should go there and buy some Whoa. And other things you can find on the iDrive channel. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> beep, beep. We made it. Um, Universal. Would we consider the nighttime lagoon show to be fireworks? Or is it closer to Fantasmic? I would say it's closer to Fantasmic. All right, we're going to push it to the Nighttime Spectacular episode, I think. <laughs> okay, Sounds everybody good. back in. <laughs> everybody back in. Uh, we have to pay for parking? or we, <laughs> They'll give you a refund get... at guest yeah, services. Yeah, they don't validate for anything there. So. No. Uh, what? Annoying. Should we maybe eat dinner somewhere? We probably <laughs> should. Just Bubba Gum Shrimp, you guys. Okay. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Bubba yeah. yeah. Very up yeah. to date yeah. on Forrest Gump trivia. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we stopped at Universal. <laughs> it's a no-go for fireworks. <laughs> Everybody back in the trolley. I mean, there's As plenty to do at night. We'll just talk about it. There is, yeah. It's just Everyone back in the trolley. Nighttime show. And I think at this point we've covered, at least locally, kind of like within the states, out of the, the, the you know, Disneyland, yeah. California, mm-hmm. Florida, are different destinations there. So I think we've covered most of the fireworks shows. Yeah. And then we'll eventually talk about the nighttime spectaculars at some point. And mm-hmm. we'll visit our national friends. You know, we have to hop on a boat, maybe mm-hmm. a Disney cruise line. A um, I mean, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're taking the Mauritania from New York. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very specific reference. Well, is that, I only know two luxury liners that have crossed that. It's either Titanic or the Mauritania. Yeah. One Oops. didn't make it, so. It doesn't look any bigger oh, than no. the Mauritania. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll take a plane for you boring people. And head to our national friends. Or international friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Can we take the spirit of St. Louis? Is that okay? That's it. That's not going to make it. Oh, darn it. Okay. Um, Sorry. Well, I heard about this pilot, though. What's her name? Amelia Earhart? No. Oh, shoot. Okay, never mind. No. Not going to make it. (laughs) Daggone it. Okay, well, one way or another, we'll figure out how to get there. Uh, But I guess that's it for this, right? We've, We've covered our fireworks shows. We did it. It's the end of the night. Yes. Over. This is like we the, go first, on the first fireworks show I've seen in its entirety in a long time. We go on. I am running to my car at this point. I I'm like curled up in a ball crying at the back of France. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Security's pulling me out. There are two kinds of pe- theme park people, guys. Illuminations people and non-illuminations people. Oh. <laughs> I, that is, yeah. That, that's very It's accurate. true. Well, listen, listen. As you leave the park, whether you're running from the song or you're embracing it in your heart, pull mm-hmm. out your phone, get out of the way of other people, like us on Instagram, yes, <laughs> <please>. <laughs> subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends and your family, as you're leaving want- after a fireworks show, just <laughs> shout out, I heard about this on podcast. You are all clear. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. You Thank should you so do much that. for doing that. Yes. We appreciate it. Follower number rise. That's right. And I guess we'll see everybody next week, yeah? 
See you next year. Oh, my right. gosh. Oh, my gosh, yes. Have a great New Year's, everybody. Have a wonderful Happy New, New Year. I hope you guys keep up with all of your resolutions. <laughs> I'm going to fail mine on day one. <laughs> I actually just thought to myself, wow, we should make a list. At least um, keep them going through this until the next podcast. I'll be proud. Right. Yeah. All right. We'll all check in on our resolutions next podcast. Cool. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.